So we continue our teaching on who really are you? Who really are you? Who really are you? A few things and I move on because I have a lot to tell you. Number one, that there is a reason and a purpose why you were born. There is a reason and a purpose why you were born. Never forget that. Again, we said that there are people that the reason why they were born was known before they were born. There are people that the reason why they were born was known. How? Maybe by prophecy. Most of the time, sometimes through visions. There are people that the reason they were born were known before they were born. Again, there are also people that the reason they were born was not known before they were born. There are people that at the time they were born, the reason they were born was not known. It's just more or less a different type of the first one. The first one, the reason they know was that prophecy came before they were born. But there are people, they never received prophecy. Nobody, an angel didn't visit their mother. You know the case of Jesus. Before Jesus was born, an angel appeared. Apart from the prophecies that came, an angel appeared unto Mary and said, Hail Mary, blessed art thou amongst you men. Blessed is the womb. Your womb is blessed. You shall give birth to a son. His name shall be called Jesus. He will save his people from their sins. So Jesus' birth was prophesied. Same we saw with John the Baptist. He was born a preparer. His mother had trusted God for years for a child. Had the child in an old age, in an old age. And that child was a child of prophecy. Purpose defined, assignment described before he was born. You find that again taught in the Old Testament books of the scriptures. Where the prophet Jeremiah, Jeremiah 1, 5, he read that before he was formed in his mother's womb, God knew, set him aside, ordained him as a prophet. Are you here? So there are people that the reason they were born is not known, but several years after their birth, they come in contact with the grace of God. Several years after their birth, they come in contact with the grace of God. Then they discover why they were really born. So somebody is living their life one day they enter a church service, the power of God is working, the spirit of God is moving, and then a prophecy comes for them. God is telling me you are going to be this. They didn't know before in the course of life. 
in the course of life. In the course of life. Bishop Dagwood Mills is a trained doctor. The word of the Lord came. He's now a trained minister of the gospel. He doesn't practice it anymore. The millions of souls that are being saved by his life. Amazing. Are you here? Next point. We also saw in scripture. We also saw in scripture. Examples of people. That were born for a reason. We saw in scripture. People that were born for a reason. That A, irrespective of who their parents were, it made no difference to their purpose for being born. We saw in scripture example of people who were born for a reason. Into bracket A, that irrespective of who their parents were, whether their parents were drunkards, mother was a prostitute, whatever their parents were, it made no, it made no difference to the reason they were born. It made no difference. Again, we also saw examples of people in scripture that for the purposes they were born, for the purposes they were born, circumstances surrounding their birth made no difference. David was born out of sin. In sin did my mother begot me. David was birthed out of wedlock. <laughs> Yet, it didn't change it for God to use him. So whether you were born by mistake or by plan, it does not affect the reason you were born. I know people who their parents or sorry their mother was raped. They came. There are people, their parents, they are, no, I can't use parents. Their mother took pills, yet they came. So the circumstances surrounding their birth. I'm sure even the parents, when they see the child, they wish they would carry something to hit the head. I was born out of mistake. 
When I was younger, my father used to remind me of that. In fact, he even accused my mother of lying that I am his child till my mother cursed him by Antoinyama. He said he was not the one. He's not responsible. Because he met him only once. How can I meet you once and you are pregnant? My mother is a very dramatic woman. She's not a dramatic evangelist. And my father, I'm sure, didn't know where my mother came from. My mother's brother was the king then of Antoine. So my mother went to Legon, Commonwealth. Commonwealth War. Took snap and egg. <laughs> All the students were there. They got You know students, they like foolish things. You were shouting, it won't work, it won't work, it won't work. <laughs> and my mother did all the incantations and then pia pia. It did not change the purpose. It did not change God's plan to use me for his will. So worry yourself of how you were born and where you come from is just a waste of time. The circumstances surrounding your birth makes no difference to God's purpose and plan for your life. Don't forget that. Are you with me? Everyone must know that there is a purpose for your life. Tell somebody there is a purpose for your life. Or turn to another, tell the person there is a purpose for your life. Make sure the person hears it. Tell, it, tell the person there is a purpose for your life. You can also write that there is an identity about your life. There is an identity about your life. One of the profound things we learned last week is that there is nothing fulfilling as knowing who you really are. I'm not talking about I'm in Christ, he's my righteousness. No, not that one. There is nothing fulfilling as knowing who you really are. The moment you come to discover who you really are, the moment you come to discover who you really are, it detects everything you think about. If you have been driven by passion, if you have been driven by the purpose of God, it will reflect in your dreams. Every time you are thinking about that which or the assignment you have. That is why I said there is nothing as fulfilling as knowing what you really were born to become. It detects your thoughts. It detects your mind. 
it detects everything that you do. It detects everything that you do. It detects it. When you enter a school and you are serious to make a first class, you don't jump for every party on campus. You don't do that. It's true. Sometimes when you go to school, you don't need to be a prophet to know a serious student and a stupid student. One of my dumb mates, in fact, he was my bad mate, very unfortunate. We used to call it heavy D. Very big. Unfortunately, he was on top, I was down. And heavy D would go and smoke and urinate on me. Or down, no, I don't saw. And I couldn't believe at his age, he was bigger than everybody. When we are going to lectures, he won't go. He will smoke, and when he smokes like that, he eats a lot. He won't bath, he bathed occasionally. <laughs> Even as young as I was, I was very worried for him. So one day I called him, I said, Heavy D, how can you live your life like that? I was very passionate, and I was talking to him. We came here for a reason, how can you live your life like that? He laughed. He said, Mom, I'm Jimmy. Even my mother knows I'm a fool. I could not believe it. You know that interesting thing? He never wrote any exams on campus. Never. He doesn't go to lectures. What is he going to write? What is he going to write? So when you discover your purpose, everything you do, you wish to go and chill like they are chilling. But purpose restrains you. Some will call it an opportunity for Joseph. But purpose restrained him. Potiphar's wife gave him the opportunity. He would have been enjoying good food instead of slave food. But the Bible says Joseph said to Potiphar's wife, I have a covenant with God. That is to say, I have an assignment that I can trade my destiny. I have an assignment. Maybe to somebody who doesn't have an assignment and a purpose on it, that's an opportunity. When you discover the reason you were born, it affects the way you think, it affects everything you do. It affects everything you do. When somebody brings a proposal, oh, let's just take 10,000 from the money. You know your purpose. You will never do it. Some people, they don't care. You know, they say, oh, are, you, are we the only people to be stealing from the company? Because if they are caught, it does nothing to them. But you, the fact that you have said you are a Christian, the fact that they know their home you come, the fact that you know there are certain things you will not do because you know who you are. You know the first thing the devil, unbelievers attack, and you say you are a Christian? It's the first thing they go for. They only say, ah, 
But you are very educated. No, 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 no. They will put your education, your degree aside. They will even talk about your position. They will talk about your church. They will talk about your faith. Because maybe they see something you don't see. Oh, sometimes they are going to do some things. They know you won't do it. But they will still come and tempt you and say, Oh, John, will you come? When you say no, I, say, I told you John will not go. That's what John did. That means they know. So it is sad that people may even see you in purpose and you don't see yourself in the purpose. Is somebody here? When you identify the reason you are living this life, it dictates everything you do. Your decisions, your choices, your friendship. Not everybody can be your friend. You don't hate people. But you can't have purpose and everybody is your friend. Not every bus is going to your destination. No. When you are aimless, anything they are doing, they will mention. There are some people, anything bad happening on campus, in a company, you find them there. You don't need a prophet to tell you they are aimless. You can find out from even people who aspire to be politicians, they are careful what they do in school. So now what politicians do, they track these young people as early as in their tertiary schools. Find them. Talk to them. That you know you can be this tomorrow. And based on this, this is what you have to do. This is the group you have to join. When you identify the reason you live, it dictates your thoughts. It dictates your action. So the moment you discover your purpose, you can't get to another country and get lost. Or you go to another city and you, you get lost. What do I mean? There are people who are audacious, on fire for God. They are Christians. The moment job transfers them, they forget who they are. That that opportunity you have is an opportunity to spread the gospel. They don't know. Oh, it is a crowd used to do evangelism. But why? what is happening in America? Are there no souls there? Some get lost. They lose their sense of purpose. Because they went to body house. Because now they are not staying with their parents. Now they can go anywhere. They can sleep at the time they want to sleep. So you have lost yourself. Oh, pastor is not there. I tell people, your true Christianity will come forth when there is nobody to wake you up at 4 o'clock. Would you still pray? You think you pray for me? 
Sometimes people are so funny. They think waking up to pray is for me. It is my duty as your steward to instruct and monitor your action. But whether you lift your hand and sleep or you lift your hand and somersault, that's your life. Or you don't lift your hand at all and you feel so good in yourself. Sometimes you are doing something wrong and you feel you are better than everybody. Oh. It's simply because you are lost in purpose. You are just lost. You are lost. Some people get a job and they get lost of themselves. Because of a job they got. Now they are seeing more money. Some people get married and they lose themselves. Their commitment, their prayer life. Some people have children and the same children you used to pray, God give me a child, God gave you a child and the child becomes the reason. You are no more effective, you are no more fervent in the things of God. It's because you have forgotten that you were born with a purpose. You won't go to God and tell God, it's because of my children. Oh, my house was very far. <laughs> no. I said, when you discover purpose, it dictates your actions. You don't get money and get lost of yourself. Some people, car, car, even changes the way they work. Now any small thing, they get agitated. Because they bought a new cow. You can't tell them where to sit in the house of God. Without a car, anywhere you, oh, sister, where do you want me to sit? Now they drive. So the car is now detecting the way they talk to people. Very unfortunate. It's because you don't know who you are. When you know who you really are, your age doesn't make you get lost. Some people think they are old. And because of their age, there are certain things they can't do. The pastor of Redeemed Church is 77. He still goes for evangelism. Please. He's not going for evangelism to fill his church. They are building their new church auditorium. It is three kilometers by three kilometers. They are full already. But he still goes. He leaves all the cars, the protocol. He walks the streets of Lagos. Still preaching the gospel. How old are you? How old can you be old? It is not your age. It's because you don't know why you were born can't be age. It's not age. There are several people, even if they multiply your age, you still can't reach them, they still preach. The Billy Grahams. I, 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 one of the men that inspires and surprises me, Dr. Miles Moreau. 
in old age in wheelchair he's jumping from country to country i was young when i heard of him i'm still young the man the same message the same lifestyle he's so consistent because he knows his purpose same same Almost every American president in the lifetime of Billy Graham, he had access with them. His message didn't change. His lifestyle did not change. Still that same old evangelist. When you understand your purpose, it dictates whatever you do. So please write it in capital. So I must know who I really am. I must. I must. You must. Oh. You must know who you really are. Because who you really are has been defined before you were born. You must discover it. Because who you really are, not what your friends are telling you, not what you are watching on TV, who you really are has been defined before you were born. Who you really are has been defined before you were born. This is important. This is Jesus talking in John chapter. They were talking about Jesus actually. John chapter 1 verse 13. Imagine this is our first Bible verse. Hmm. Very odd. John 1 13. John chapter 1 the verse number 13. So I will finish the recap. This is where we are going today. Mm-hmm. John 1 verse 13. Mm-hmm. Which were born not of blood. He says, which were born not, not of, of blood, blood. Nor of the will of the flesh. Nor of the will. He says, there is a birth by blood. There is a birth by the will of the flesh. Somebody decided, I want to give birth. So by the will of the flesh, some were born. Eh? Nor of the will of man. He says, nor of the will of man. But of God. He says, but. Of God. But. Of God. This is important. That we understand that our existence is because of God. Blood is ancestry. Hear me, when you know who you really are, you will not struggle in the church. How you know? Some people coming to church is a struggle because they don't know who they are. So people, when they come to church, they can't wait to go. Every two minutes, they are watching their, their watch as if they are football referee. 
When will they finish? Yet that same person can sit at a show or can watch a movie for two and a half hours. They don't get bored. They will even rewind to start again. Ah, let me rewind this part, this part. Yeah, people have watched the same movie more than how many times? When you're a child of God and that happens to you, that you feel bored, you feel somewhere in the house of God when the word of God is being preached, but more comfortable in entertainment, something is wrong with you. And you have to deal with it before it gets too late. When you know who you are, you will not struggle in the ministry. When you know who you are, you will not have identity crisis. You won't. When you know who you are, you won't have identity crisis. You won't. When you know who you are, this is also very important. When you know who you are, childhood dreams dies the day you come in contact with purpose. When you know who you are, your childhood fantasies, they die the day you come in contact with purpose. Me, I plan that I'll marry at the age of 22. So even with that job, you are planning to marry. Continue. When you come in contact with purpose, I said, childhood dreams, they die. Because your life is now being controlled by your purpose. Not your fantasies. James, is the scripture we are looking at today. James chapter 1, Honestly, James is where we started from. And I told you, I'm now getting to the message. James said, beholding your natural face. You remember that? We said the word natural is what? Is what? Genesis. Your face at birth. Now look at what he says in James chapter 1 verse 16. James chapter 1. The verse number 16. Mm-hmm. He says, Do not err. He says, Do not what? Do not err. That means there is the tendency or the probability you can be in error. He says, Don't make this mistake, my beloved brother. Mm-hmm. Every good gift. He says, Every good gift. And every perfect gift. And is every from above. perfect gift is what? From above. Is from above. And comes down from the Father. You know, of the life. sad thing with us when we are abusing. Scripture is the moment you hear this. <laughs> you, are, you pick it out of the context of what he's saying. So we think if you get a car, it's from above. Even when you stole it from government. No, no, no. It has to be read within the context of what he's saying. Are you following? He says every good gift and, and every, every perfect, perfect gift, gift is from above uh-huh. and comes down from the Father He of says light. it comes down from the Father of light with whom is no variableness. With whom there is no variableness. Neither shadow of turning. Neither shadow of what? Turning. Now we all read verse 18. That's where he was going. He says what? 
of his, of own, his will own will he begot he what by what with the word of truth so the good thing that comes from above and there is no variation is the birth That's why in 22, 23, he says, when you know the origin, when you look at yourself and who you really are in the mirror, you won't be behaving outside of yourself. I'll take it gradually. You understand it better when I get there. He said, of his own will, of his own will, has he what? Begat he us. He gave birth to us with by, the word of truth. With the word of truth, which is the gospel. So he said, God in his own will gave birth to you and I through the gospel. Don't forget that. God, don't forget, John said, not by the will of man, nor by blood, but of God. So God's will, God gives birth. Is somebody here? There is the will of man giving birth. There is being birthed by blood. And there is the will of God giving birth. And he says, the will of God that gives birth to you and I, it was through the gospel. Follow me. So you understand my message all this while. I asked the question, and we are answering. Why is salvation being called born again or new birth? Why is salvation, when you are saved, they say you are born again. Or the Bible describes the new birth. Why? Don't forget what James says of his own will begot we as. Maybe you have to finish the verse. Please let's James finish. James 1 verse 18. James 1 18. Can we all read together? Ready, go. Of his own will, begot he us with a word of truth that we should be a kind of a first fruit of his creatures. Pause. So why is salvation called being born again or the new birth? It's because in the Bible... Birth has to do with purpose. It's because in the Bible, birth has to do with purpose. And I explained to you the first human being to give birth. The first, God asked for him, he created a man. But the first time a human being was birth, purpose was added to birth. The seed of the woman who bruised the head of the serpent. Meaning that now human beings will be born for a purpose. So nobody is just thrown into this world for shaky reason. Everybody is born with a purpose. Say, I'm born with a purpose. One more time. So if birth is for a purpose and salvation is called born again, New birth. Please write so you don't forget. That means 
The moment I am reborn. Or I am born again. My purpose for living changes. I start way back. I said, why is salvation being called being born again or the new birth? It's because in the Bible, birth has to do with purpose. That means the moment I am reborn, I am born again. My purpose for living now changes. Is that clear? So the unbeliever, the unsaved purpose can't be your purpose. The moment you are reborn, born again means born anew. What happens? Your purpose for living changes. Your purpose for living the moment you become born again. I started by telling you, when you come in contact with the purpose of God, childhood dreams, they die. Next point. The moment I am born again, the purpose for living has now changed because Now I am reborn. The moment I am born again, the purpose for living. Paul says to live is Christ. To die. He said, the life that I now live in the flesh. Galatians 2. Look at it. Galatians 2, 20, 21. One of my favorite scriptures. I love it. My pastor said I shouldn't have favorite scriptures. So, it's not my favorite scriptures. He said I should love the whole Bible. Galatians chapter 2, 20, 21. I am crucified. He says, I am crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, Nevertheless, I I am living. Yet not I. Now I am living, but it's not me who is living. But Christ lives in me. It is Christ who is living in me. And the life which I now live in the flesh. The life that I am now living as a human being. I live by the faith of the Son of God. I live by the faithfulness of the Son of God. Who loved me. Who loved me. And gave himself to me. And gave himself. Let's go back so I don't move away. Next point. The new birth means new parents. The new birth. It means new parents. That's why I say it all the time. It is wrong for somebody to see a Christian and say, something your father and mother did, that's why you are suffering. No. Then it's not a new birth. The new birth means you have new parents. So whatever is in them has no right to fight you. I am born again. 
My son is not an automatic born again. Spiritual things are not transferred by physical birth. Write it. Don't forget. Don't let anybody deceive you. Spiritual things are not transferred by physical birth. So if your parents were born again and they gave birth to you, you are not automatically saved. You are not on your road to heaven. It doesn't happen. The same way, if your parents were idol worshippers, it doesn't make you an automatic idol worshipper. Spiritual things are a choice. You choose. Nobody chooses your spiritual state for you. You choose. My father is a Catholic. My family, a Catholic family, I am. I am that I am. (laughs) It's a choice. It's a choice. Are you here? Are you with me? So I said, new life, new parents, new path of life. The new birth brings new parents, new path of life, a new course to chart. A new life, a new course to chart. Why? Because before you were born again, God has a purpose for you. It's a new course. It's a new course. It's a new life. It's a new path. I call God Abba, which means Father. Abba is not having language, you. If you say Abba Father, you're just saying Father, Father. Is somebody here? Next point. The new birth is the real birth. The new birth is real birth. Is real birth. Take the death from there. The new birth is real birth. If I say it's the real birth, it changes the statement. The new birth is real birth. Meaning when you are born again, know that you are born again. It's real. To be born again is real. Pause. I'm, I'm, I, I, I just want you to know, listen. There are a lot of things they have said to people and it has affected the way they think. It's true. It's true. It's true. I've done that. Oh, 
I've done deliverance for somebody for hours. So, men call, men call, oh, fire, oh. When I got to know the truth, said, it's just a waste of time. Born again Christian. Possessed demon is speaking through. No, no, no. I just did that. The spirit flew. I didn't mention Jesus. So she was now talking normal. No spirit. Her doctrine is affecting what she's been learning from her church. I told her, you need to come and see me. I have to. Some, ah, there was a lady in Pastor Chris's church. Somebody brought her to Pastor Chris's church. And the lady comes. Can you imagine they are praying? No, then she starts. Hmm, I am Satan's wife. At least, if you say Mami Wata, we will manage it. Or you are from the sea. She said, mm, you don't know who you are dealing with. I am Mrs. Satan. Hey. So you know, all these Christians who don't know the Bible, when they hear that, then they are running away. Hey, Bonsamire. What are you going to do at Satan's wife's place? Leave her alone before Satan will come to your house. Imagine you are going to cast Satan's wife out. How are you going to go home? She says wild, wild things. When they brought her to pastor, pastor laughed. You are surprised that the woman is saying, I'm Satan's wife. Even last night, we did it. Pastor was just laughing. She said, sister, open your eyes. <laughs> Teaching, the thing stopped. And they said she's been manifesting for the past 20 years. They have taken her to different churches. Satan doesn't want to divorce her. And in five minutes of preaching the gospel, she accepted Jesus. Satan divorced. Let me continue as I wrap up. I said that the new birth is real birth. You have been reborn. Have it in your mind. I have been reborn, so my purpose has changed. The part I chat, it has changed. Is somebody here? Now, when it comes to physical birth, men are involved. In how we are delivered, like midwives and stuff. But those people who are involved in our physical birth, they don't even know what we were born for. They don't know. But we came for the new birth. Everybody was born for the new birth. You were born so you'll be born again. You were born so you'll be born again. If I take you to Genesis, God was to make a man after his image and his likeness. That is why James said, so we become first fruits. Do you know what first fruit is? Stop thinking about money. Prototokus. Or a prototype of a new creation. Take it again. James 1, 18. James chapter 1, the verse number 18. 
of his own will begat he us. Of his own will he begat he gave back to us with the word of truth. With the gospel that we should be a kind of first So we should be a kind of a prototype of what? His creatures. Of his creature. The first Adam. Watch this. Watch this. Very important. The new birth is to have a new purpose to live for. The new birth is to have a new purpose to live for. The new birth is so you have a new purpose to live for. Look at John chapter 3 verse 3. My last scripture for today. Everybody turn your Bibles there. Jesus talking to Nicodemus. The first time the word born again was used in the whole of the Bible. John chapter 3. John chapter 3, the verse number 3. Uh-huh. Jesus answered and said Jesus answered and said Verily, verily, I say Verily, unto you, verily, I say unto you Except a man be born again He said what? Except a man be born again He said what? Except a man be born again That means no matter how good the man is no matter how industrious he or she is no matter how sincere he or she is even no matter how religious he or she is no matter how good a mother she is no matter how good a father he is He said what? He cannot see the kingdom of God. Except he is born anew. He cannot see the kingdom of God. He cannot see. Except he is born anew. He is born from on high. He cannot. It doesn't matter how good you are. Me, I don't lie. Me, I don't do this. He said, forget that one. Doesn't matter how kind you are. Be Mother Teresa. Except you are born anew. You cannot. Continue. Everybody, let's go there. From verse 5, because of time. John chapter 3, reading from verse 5. Mm-hmm. Jesus answered, Verily, verily, I he say says, very, you, very, I say unto you, except a man be born except of water, a man is of born spirit, of water, which is the spirit, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. He cannot enter into the kingdom of God. That which is born he of the flesh. He says, Because is flesh, what is born of the flesh is flesh. And that which is born of the spirit. And is what spirit. is born of the spirit is spirit. Marvel not that I So don't be thee. surprised, I am telling you that you must again. be born born again why Eight. the wind blows for the wind blow it where it listed and thou hear it the sound and thereof, you hear the sound thereof cannot 
tell when but you can't coming. tell when it comes and, and it where goeth. that it goeth. So, so is every man that is born of the spirit. So is every man that is born of the that spirit. is born of the spirit. Write it in capital. So your purpose in life can only be fulfilled by the spirit. Your purpose in life can only be fulfilled by the spirit. Your purpose in life can only be fulfilled by the spirit. So brothers and sisters, don't get lost in your profession. Your purpose in life can only be fulfilled by the spirit. So don't get lost in marriage. Don't. Don't get lost in having children. Your purpose can only be fulfilled by the spirit. Don't get lost as a Ghanaian. Don't get lost as an American, a British. He says, not of the will of man. Nor of the will of the flesh. Nor of blood. But of God. Your purpose can only be fulfilled. By the spirit. Your purpose. As a child of God born again is not in your career. Don't deceive yourself. I think my purpose is being a mother. Stop deceiving yourself. That's why he says, do not be deceived. Do not err my beloved brother. Of his own will has he begotten us. By the truth. Is somebody here? Say, I am of God. I can't hear you. Say, I am of God. One more time, say, I am of God. It means you are born by God. You see, the more we conscientize ourselves to the fact of who we truly are, you waste your time about things that you are not. You say, we have to break ancestral curses. Somebody who doesn't like to come to church, they come to church once in, last time I called back, when I said four months. She called me, Pastor. The prophet says that, I have to sow a seed to stop. I said, go and listen to our sermons and stop giving stupid seed to stop what? You have to understand the Bible. You can't learn the Bible like you're on vacation. And sadly, the people are not consistent with the studying of God's word. They have questions more than anybody. And sadly, some of the questions have been answered, but they are not in church. And they want me to do a new series. Please go to podcast. Type Reverend Gilbert Oseshama or Yaka House. You will hear. I'm on default mode now. <laughs> he said of his own will has he what? Begotten us. I am of God. My purpose is of God. Let's read this and pray. Ephesians 1.8 I am of God 
My purpose is of God. I am of God. So if I'm of God, no ancestral curses, no bloodline, whatever. Hmm. Please don't get it wrong. It doesn't mean they are not spirits and demons. They are there. And you are also there. Anybody who tell you there is no other God apart from our God is a liar. Even the Bible doesn't say that. The other God too. If there are no gods, why would the Bible write that the prophets of Baal were calling something? Another lie too, they tell you that some have gods, they don't have eyes. Or they have eyes, they can't see. They have ears. It's not true. Uh -uh. No, how can your God be a God amongst people who can't talk and see? No, 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 seriously, think about it. <laughs> you think God is a God over dollies? Or, oh? you know, it, it, it's an African thing. In Africa, we think gods are clay. They are just a rep. But they are gods. They are there. If they are not there, the Bible won't talk about principalities and powers. In the heavenlies. And you know the interesting thing? We are also sitting at the same place. He says Christ has made us to sit with him. Far above principalities and powers. So where they are, you are there. Just that you are Ogbo in that realm. You see, the problem, when they tell you falsehood, that's why you see something. Hey! Because look, evil spirits exist. There are other powers. Who, ah, that's what I'm saying. If they are all powerless, then they, why, why, would, why would you put a powerful God in the midst of powerless gods? They have power, but their power is minute when it comes to God. You got it? Yeah. He himself, or the born home running, he is the God of all gods. But he's not the God of Chobi. Of clay. I just told you how Nyama is been striking people. It's there. You think it's the Holy Spirit who did it? No, they are powers. Who? The fact that they exist doesn't mean you should be afraid of it. That's the problem. You see, it's either they have thought that there are no powers or they have thought as if those powers have power over you. The most shameful thing is for a Christian to be afraid of which wizard principalities' powers is shameful. Because you are not existing in the spiritual realm for just existence. He said you are what? Seated. Seat is a place of authority. I just, I, I just wanted to end by telling you that don't think it's only the power of God that exists. No, no, no. no. That's why sicknesses and diseases are caused by the devil. It's the power of the devil. The works of the devil. The works of the enemy. The son of man came that he may destroy the works of the enemy. So if there are no works of the enemy, and the works of the enemy are not done naturally, they are done by powers. Jesus said, 
the works of God is healing the sick, destroying the works of the enemy. If there are no works of the devil, he will say he has given you power to cast out demons. Or you think demons sing in the choir? The job of demons is to sing, Hallelujah, Hallelujah. <laughs> no, no. No, no, they cause accidents. They cause things. But you, the child of God, you just have to know your place. You just have to know your authority. They exist. Even when you didn't know, they are there. The fact that you didn't know doesn't mean they are not there. They are there. They have been there. Even they were there before you came. There is an end to their existence. But for now, they Even when you go, they will still be there. They exist. Being conscious of them is not to be conscious to be afraid. It's to be conscious to know your authority over them. Because Christ has put them under your feet. Sadly, the church rather projects them higher than they are. That's the only problem. Anybody who tell you they are no power is a liar. Not that every accident happens by chance or by error. I know sometimes most of them are by foolishness of drivers, carelessness and all that. But there are some that are orchestrated by the devil. The death of Jesus was orchestrated by the enemy. So if Jesus' death, even though it carried the purpose of God, was orchestrated by the enemy, how do you say that the devil doesn't scheme things? Are you here? Is the over-concentration on the activities of the devil and not making us know our authority. The fact that he schemes does not necessarily mean he can scheme against you. Where you sit, the highway you are on and where he is below, you, you just have to understand. I'm not saying copy it too. But I don't remember the last time I, I, I bind the devil. No, no, no. Okay, I did recently against sicknesses and disease. As for that, every sickness is caused by the devil. Even if you went to sleep outside and mosquitoes beat you, it's Satan. When you, when you put it on him, it's very easy to cast him. Is that okay? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But don't fear the devil. Have you been blessed? Rise up on your feet.